And welcome back to another episode of 442 Dudes. Exactly the same thing that your commented on YouTube, by the way. So thank you very much to, I think, what, 12 of you? Thank you very much. Huh? Was it 12? I, yep. I think about 12. Yeah, I and think about 12. Those commented were on a YouTube channel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on YouTube. Yeah. So don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, what else? Spotify, Facebook, Facebook Instagram. Facebook, but actually, Instagram. you can see on the, on yeah, the scroll bar below. Scroll bar, uh, yeah. I mean, we can't see, but you can see. La. So, so, you know, don't forget to subscribe. Yep. So before we start, just want just to comment on your, your, your dressing today, Ben. I mean, oh. because, you know, this is a football podcast, yeah. right? But you are dressed looking like you're going fishing, right? That's because today is our second episode. So I have to fish for subscriber. So all oh, of you have to subscribe. Hey, so well yeah, done, sorry, man. We're fishing oh for my subscribers, God. okay? So don't forget to subscribe. Wallah, I'm going to fish you right now, no? <laughs> but yes, uh, I think really, you know, we, we, we got a lot of things to share. Right? Yeah, definitely. And all our segments that we have here today. So mm-hmm. what's going to be our first segment? The first segment is of course called 19 Minutes Off. So, there's a lot to share with you yeah. guys. So, just stay tuned because we will be going straight into it very shortly. And don't forget, 442 Dudes brought to you by CCBTV. Welcome back. This is the segment now we're going to share about the 90 Minutes. And what do we have for them today? Yes, oh wow, Ben. There's so many things to talk about this week. Um, where are we going to start, man? Whew, okay, let's start with something that's uh, very interesting. Uh, it's happening over the last many, many, many years, but I think recently it's kind of lost its spark. Oh. And what are we talking about? It is, of course, the classic derbies. Wow. So for those who didn't realize, last week actually two important derbies took place. The first one was one is the El Clasico. Do you watch the game yet? Well, I mean, I, I saw the highlights of it. Ah, okay, okay. Barca versus Real Madrid. Yeah. So, what do you think of the game? Uh, controversial, I think, in, in my mm. opinion. Uh, but I think I got something to say. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not sure lah. But the derbies these days are uh, always is about something that happened last minute. No, I mean this one happened about ninety plus minute. If I'm not yeah, wrong. Yeah. The winner, the winner was scored yeah. the line the ninety. Like really, ninety plus yeah. minute. Uh, and and yeah. I but I just want to say um like no spark lah. I mean, you got friends who got say. The derby, man, I don't have la. None of what? my friends brought it up. None of them say, "Hey, do you watch the Barca derby?" You know, n- n- no, no one really said. Yeah, that. and I, I, I tend to agree with you, yeah. right? I mean, now, you know, in the past, and all these derbies, you no, know, there's always this huge build up in all the, yeah. in the media, you know, yeah, all yeah, over yeah, social yeah, yeah. media. You know, the times, especially our classical, we talk about Ronaldo versus Messi, but this time round. Yeah. But now it's no, just, just no news. news. You, you don't even talk about what Vinicius Junior. You don't talk about Lewandowski. You, you don't see that that sort of rise. It's very interesting because I thought you know. Okay, I also watched the highlights. I didn't watch the full game itself, okay. but I watched I watched extended highlights. And I just want to say, actually, I thought that game was not too bad. Yeah. If I'm being very honest, and yeah. if I just want to, to to just elaborate a little bit more about the game, I thought Barcelona fully deserved the win. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, Cartwas kept kept them in a game with a lot of different wonderful, many many wonderful saves, um, but. I think they are looking very different under Xavi right now. So, very quick question. Do yes. you think now they're doing... Oh, I think this is a stupid question, actually. Do you think they're doing better under Xavi versus Komen? Uh, oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, let's look at, let's look at it this way. Yes, both were former players of yeah. Barcelona yeah. and everything. But I think Xavi kind of represents what Barca yeah. is all about. Okay. I mean, he was part of the team that really... Uh, I don't know. He, he kind of he was from La, La, La Masia, right? He was brought yeah. in the, the the school La Masia the academy, la. Correct. Whereas Coleman was a senior player when he went to Barcelona, so he may not have been integrated into the whole yeah. system as well as Xavi or Xavi, whatever you yeah. want to call it. 
Xavi is a Sha- Xavi my, my. Xavi don't know lah Xavi yeah, I mean, you can yeah. tell us what's the correct pronunciation but, but yeah know. I mean I, I really think that they are doing really really well on the Xavi uh, his, his ideas his ideology his strategies is really going down to the players right now and uh, I, I just thought wow Barcelona is yeah. different they yeah. look more confident and if I just may just add on they, yeah, are, they are now 12 points clear at the top of La Liga right Right, so so you know, last week you were talking about the like dynasty, Arteta's yeah, dynasty. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, who, yeah. is this going to be Barcelona, uh, right. Xavi's, Xavi's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, 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 dynasty now? The start yeah, of his it dynasty. It could be. It could be. I mean, it could be. And you you were talking about da- uh, the derbies earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other one that caught your eye and, and may not have caught the other people's eye? Oh, the other one. I think um, Syria. Ah, okay. Uh, the, the the one of the the, the biggest derbies in the. In the history of Italian football, which is Lazio versus Roma in the Rome derby, um, very unfortunately, I think this game just basically yeah. there's no. I wouldn't even say lost a spark. There was no spark at all, right? In my opinion, I mean Roma had a player sent off. Ibanez got sent off for two stupid yellow cards. Mm-hmm. He was sent off in the thirtieth minute, and basically it was just a, a just one 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 yeah. way traffic for for Lazio. And I, I think Roma kind of shot themselves in the foot with that. I don't know. I, there's something about Morino's team that they ha- they have a tendency to kind of self-destruct. Okay. In in some ways. Okay. I don't know, but but for some reason, uh, by by some miracle, you know, they are they are still in the, in in the, in the in the race for the Champions League spot in the Syria, ah, um, and in the game itself, it uh, it was quite interesting because they actually managed to score a goal, right? But it was ruled out for offside, and if you guys go and look at the replay. Okay, you can go on to the, all the other websites where you want to see. Try to try to look for the extended uh, highlights. highlights. Try to look for the extended highlights. Why? Because they really showed uh, the full replay, the VAR uh, consultation and everything. And in my, in my opinion, I think Smalling was not offside. So there's this thing about this offside rule that's very confusing. So yeah. I thought Smalling wasn't offside, but he was ruled offside. And after watching the replay many, many, many times... Yeah. I still don't fully understand why he was rule offside. offside. Yeah, because I th- I think the 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 the, the, oppo- the opposing defender was the one that hit the ball to him. But I, I don't know. You you guys take a look at the highlights. You know, share with us in the comments what you really th- and truly think about uh the the Roma's disallowed goal. Yeah. Yes, in, in over and, there. and also very quickly, you know, it also involved VAR this time, correct? Mm. And again, VAR is quite controversial, as we said last time as well. So uh, let us know if VAR got the decision right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, just want to continue touching on these two leagues itself. Okay. Uh, I mean, as as I mentioned earlier, Ben mentioned last week that Arteta's dynasty oh, yeah, is yeah, beginning yeah, to yeah, take yeah, shape yeah. and all. Yeah, 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 I yeah. mentioned about, you know, uh, Barca being 12 yeah. points ahead. Uh, but let's go back to the Serie A again okay. one more time. At the top of the table is none Ooh. other than Napoli. Yeah. They are, let me just check my stats, 19 points wow. clear at the top. 19 at this stage of the season. I think it's... Way way ahead of the Milan's, way ahead of Juventus. Oh, definitely. Lazio, Lazio is second now, but they are 19 points ahead of Lazio wow. in second, who's in second place. And there's only 11 games to play. And really, like, I think it's the game to lose, lah. Huh? And, and do do you think now? Well, I mean, we we saw that last uh, just mm. just last podcast. Uh, we think that you know, since most of the Champions League teams are coming from the the Italy side, uh, mm-hmm. do do you think it's a comeback 
for Italy. Oh, I really, really hope so. Oh. I really hope. I mean, back in the nineties, yeah. the nineties, and also the early two thousands. Showing your age, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, well, doesn't matter. I'm proud. <laughs> I, I I grew up watching football in the nineties. I love the nineties football. For those of you who are around the same age me, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Let's even talk about Napoli, uh, Lazio itself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me just talk about the room derby. Right. Lazio versus Roma in the past. You had players like the likes of Signori, Mihalovic. You have Mancini. You have Veron. You have Totti. You have Nakata. You have ne- Nesta. Wow, wow. You have you have what who but uh who else? Uh, Marcinjani. There's so many, so many players. Diego Fusel also played for, uh, for for Roma, Del Vecchio, Montella. I can go on and on and on and on. I mean that was the nineties football for me. Sierra was really the top of the top of the cream of the crop, I mean. Really seriously. Uh but you know, coming back to Napoli itself, nineteen points clear at the top of the table. Um they are on course to win the first scudetto since nineteen ninety. And that's a fun fact. The last time Napoli won the scudetto in nineteen ninety their captain was Diego Armando Maradona. Maradona. Wow. Just uh, saying the name. Just now, now, here's something I also want to uh, put out to the listeners out there. Mm. Uh, but just maybe minutes before we started yep. recording, uh, John came in with a very fun <laughs> fact about one of the Napoli star players. Yeah, one of the star players. And he came in very proudly, you know, <laughs> knowing how to pronounce the damn name. So, John, would you like to share with the <laughs> listeners what, which player? They might have an inkling of who it is, but uh, would you like to show it off that you can pronounce that name? Now you, you put out pressure <laughs> on me, right? You put out <laughs> spot, exactly I don't know how also. <laughs> okay. Well, for those who have been following the Champions League, at least, right, you know that you know, Victor Osinhen right, yeah, yeah, has Osinhen. been you know, the top of the scoring charts. 150 million now? Uh, very underrated, very uh, underrated. Uh, actually. Uh, you know, the, uh, everyone's been talking about Haaland, but they actually didn't really talk yeah, so much yeah. about Osinhen. Yeah. Uh, but the other player that a lot of people are talking about is none other than, Man. let me try, uh, Kavica Kavaratshelia. <laughs> I, I think so. Kavaratshelia, yeah. I actually went to Google or I went to, trans- to see the, the Google Translate and I actually chanced upon the Nepalese YouTube video and, and Kavicha himself, himself actually pronounced his surname. Wow. So, um, yeah, it should be, his surname should be Kavarats Helia. I think okay. so. Yes, correct. Well, these two phenomenal this season. Phenomenal. They are the reason why Napoli is where they are today. Top of the, the Serie R and in the, the, the semi-finals of yeah. the... Uh, Wrong. The quarterfinals, right? I, th- I think they, they yeah. Yeah, 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 they, they, they basically yeah. like the quarterfinals of the 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 Champions League. Champions League. Uh, if I if I, I remember reading an article that they just these two alone, they are involved in fifty nine of the goals that were being Four. scored in Napoli. Yes, just the two hundred wow. fifty nine goal contributions between them. Freaking amazing, bloody amazing. I mean, I mean, yeah. So, so even though derbies they are no longer as mentioned as before, uh, but yeah, we 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 can see these sort of uh, uh, special highlights here and there, like, Whether it's the players, the goals, mm. and 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 something we also want to highlight. Now we talk about the players, the goals, the derbies. Something that's also quite close to most people's heart, lah. I think mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in the EPL, uh, somewhere in the English league, uh, we want to talk about the very controversial one, the FA Cup. One of the matches, uh, apparently, uh, the one with the many send-offs. And in fact, in the 70-plus minutes, all the happenings took place. Mm-hmm. John, you know what I'm talking about. It's oh, Manchester United versus Fulham. What are your thoughts straight away? You, you look like you Fulham. have a... Stupid Fulham. They were leading the game. They were 1-0 up. Right. If not for De Gea, yeah. Fulham will be trash United. I, I'm not even saying I'm saying it out there. Oh. Fulham will trash United. Will be trashing United if not for the hair. You I am not kidding. You. Of you course, heard that from John. I'm not even being biased, but uh, I'm just I'm just stating facts. I'm just I'm just spitting facts, right? right? Uh, but yeah, everybody knows it. What happened? Um, I think around the seventh yeah, minute yeah, mark, 
Uh, Sancho got through on goal and he actually actually shot against goal and William for some for some 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 reason you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. got got red carded and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's what we we want to know. I mean, for those of you, you know, if you're a big fan of Man United or you're from the ABU camp, which I I've learned it's anything <laughs> but United. Uh, well, let us know what are your thoughts because that's something we want to know. And uh, do do they really deserve the red card? You know, uh, both of them. That's something we're going to talk about later on. Okay, mm-hmm. we have that segment. But that's yeah. A- those are the matches we have covered. Uh, and, you know, if you have a match that you think is also well no, noteworthy, let us know also. Yeah, because we only got two, uh, well, I mean, two pairs of eyes. Yeah, of yeah, mouth. yeah. I mean, th- there were so many things. We had a lot of things. Yeah, we had a lot of things to talk about. Correct. There's so many interesting matches that took, o- took place over the last week. But we, we felt that this were, these were the sound of games that we wanted to really highlight because they were really the biggest topping points. Yeah. I, I realise not so much the derbies, but I think we should bring back the derbies because... We really feel that they kind of lost its spark, yeah. and we really, really hope that all these derbies will start yep. to, 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 to bring guys off the edge yeah. of the season again. You know, get you excited about football one more time. Yeah. So, so let us know. Um, how, how do you feel about the derbies? I mean, whether or not it's your own club, uh, whether it's an English derby or whatever kind of derby, just let us know your mm-hmm. thoughts. Uh, subscribe. Subscribe first, of course, <laughs> and then just share uh, the comments <laughs> with us, lah. Because we want to hear all these. Because that way, we'll be able to engage and uh, put it in the content. Because we don't want it just be between two of us, yeah. Yeah. So our next segment, of course, <laughs> mm. is something that's going to be very exciting. So, John, what is it going to be? The next segment is none other than our Six Sense, where we'll right. give you our match predictions for the important matches that's coming up this week. That's right. Stay tuned. So, stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to another uh, segment of 442 Dudes where we give you our six cents. Okay, enough of lah. So okay, what's okay. our six cents? What's it all going to be? It's going to be on the Euro 2024 qualification match. That's right. Uh, but there's so many games that's going to be happening. In fact, you know, match day, there are two matches uh, for every, every national team. There's a total of 46 matches. 23 matches on each match day. So there are obviously too many things to mm. focus about. So we're just going to focus on some key games which we okay. thought might pique your interest. So uh, for our predictions for this week, um, there are seven matches that we are going to be focusing on and our predictions should be coming up on screen as well. So you can just follow all these uh, predictions on screen. However, you know, I think this is something that we had, we need to say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that uh, These are just our predictions as, uh, for the purpose, for the discussion of this podcast and we do not actually condone any... Gambling. Yeah. Right. Just entertainment. Lah. Yes, yeah. correct. Right? So uh no, be- be- before we go into the the the, the predictions itself, yeah. uh the more discussion about the predictions, okay. I think I just wanted to, to highlight a little bit about the new format for these qualifiers. Okay. Right? I mean there's a so new is it good for- or bad way? I think okay, let, let's just share yeah. let's share okay, first okay, and then you guys share. decide whether you think it's a good or bad. a bad way, okay. right? So uh for this new format itself, the qualifiers will be including two different categories or two different ways uh where they're going to to to, to rank and okay. decide who qualifies for Euro twenty twenty four. So as, as you guys know there are a total of twenty four teams that'll be qualifying for Euro twenty twenty four. Okay. Germany is automatically included because they're the, the host. host. So how are they gonna decide who are the remaining twenty three teams? Right? They're gonna decide over a standardized, you know, the the usual classical European qualifiers. Okay. Uh where there are ten groups this time around. Mm-mm. Ten groups and the top two teams from each group will automatically qualify. 
Okay. So that takes up 20 teams, mm-hmm. right? So 20 plus one uh, Germany, yeah. that means 21. So how are they going to decide the remaining three teams? Now this is where uh, it gets a little bit interesting. This is where the new formatting comes in. They are going to pick 12 teams. Okay. All right. Based on their performances in the recently concluded UEFA Nations League season 22-23, which means it's already concluded, yeah. right? And they're going to take the top or the basically the group winners lah of mm-hmm. leagues one a a leagues b and league c. Okay. So every league in the UEFA Nations League right has four groups, mm. right? So three leagues, four winners yeah. that makes up 12 teams, yeah. right? So from these 12 teams, they will go into a playoff, like a semi starting with semi final. Mm-mm. Right, and then finally they will go into the finals, Mm-mm. where they will pick the three winners from the finals, and these three winners will join the remaining 21 teams and form Euro 2024. 24. Now, here's what I think. Okay, bullshit. Why? Yeah, it's I don't know. It seems that okay, in the first place, why do you want to bring UEFA Nations League into contention for these qualifiers? Yes. Because at the end of it, more at the end of it, I just feel that including UEFA Nations League is kind of just. I know it's a bit sensitive lah, but I feel that it's more of they just want more money lah. Oh, more tickets here lah. Yeah lah, so so it kind of defeats the purpose, you know what I mean? Why can't it just go straight into the classical European Mm-mm-mm. qualifiers, so on and so forth? Yeah, yeah. Just straight up, booms, you know. From there, you decide who are the twenty-three teams. Why do you need to go on the UEFA Nations League? Well, I, I think also it's because you know we are in this era where everybody has to be a winner. There is no loser at all. So you know, at the end, I'm not saying that you know people from the other ones are the loser. It's just that you know they're trying to include more winners lah. More winners, and if you do well, then we will reward you. So you know, I think we're in this. We're entering into this era. I, I'm not sure about you, and I'm not sure about the people that are, are watching or listening. Uh, but I feel very personally that we are entering. Not, I mean, outside of football as well, we're just entering into this world where you you cannot lose. You will win no matter what. You know, and, and if you're going to lose, you will get a consolation prize. And if you're going to win, you're going to win. But if you lose, you will get some form of prize. You know, there is no uh, just lose. So I think that's something that uh, that's where I stand. You know, <coughs> not only do they want more money, I think who who does want more money lah? I mean, that's why they organize all these kind of thing, right? But second, I think they just don't want any any sort of uh, losers lah. Okay. They okay. 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 Losers lah. Uh, okay. Okay. So so if I want to think from a positive viewpoint, right? Yeah. Let's let's think positive. Huh? Yeah. So the twelve teams. They have been already been select so called selected right there. Yeah. They are, they have an advantage because they won their leagues right. Uh, among the twelve teams, uh, I think there's quite a number of them which will Mm-mm. have a higher chance of qualifying for a European Championship for yeah, the yeah. very very first time. I just name off some. Kazakhstan is one of them. Uh-huh. Georgia is one of them. Okay. Uh, Greece. Okay, Greece won twenty four, but they haven't been doing well. Greece Mm-mm. is another one of them. Uh, so we will likely be seeing uh, our nation qualifying for the Euros. Are uh, for the very first time yeah. in 2024. So okay, so if from a positive point of view, yeah, I think yeah. maybe that helps. I mean, if if it was our country, but apparently not. Uh, uh, no okay, Singapore, so. uh, But you know, if it was our country, then yeah, of course we'd be happy because we then have a chance uh, to go in. Mm. Well, well, so so yep. So the, the lesser known nations now have a yeah. have a bigger yeah, chance they, of qualifying. Chance to, to, to go in. All right. So now let's go straight into the predictions itself. Yeah. Um. So what do we have? Um. Now, what do we the have? Don't forget to see my predictions because I have my <laughs> own prediction as well. And so, John, I'm gonna throw this to you. Uh, we're gonna pick a match. Okay. We okay. all have our different predictions here. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna pick a match, and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Mm. Which match would you like to uh, have a friendly? I gotta I gotta put right there friendly wager on. I'm gonna tell you what's the the sort of Wager, but I'm I'm gonna give you the chance since this is out of nowhere. Okay, tell us which match you want to pick, just randomly. Which one would you like to compare our, re- our predictions with? 
Ours. Yeah. France, Netherlands. Okay, so so what is your prediction for France and Netherlands? My prediction is 2-1 to France. Okay, so he has said 2-1 to France. I'm just going to play around and, and I, I put 2-2. Two, two I put 2-2. Two, two. So uh, here's what's going to happen. Now, if you're correct, where you say 2-1, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and France wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, then any, as long as they, they win, la, we, we'll make it just nice. You know, If they win, doesn't have to be 2-1, we'll give it to you. Okay, we're saying it right here. Now, I say they'll draw. So I say 2-2. Two, two. Now, 1-1, uh, 3-3, one, one, three, three, as long as they draw, uh, we shall agree that it's still a draw, correct? Okay. So for you, is a win, and for myself, it's a draw. Now, uh, in the next podcast, we're going to, by then, find out what's the result uh, based on France and Netherlands. Now, if Netherlands, you know, that's what you said, if France win, then in your favour, uh, I will sing your football club song. Oh! I will sing two lines of his football club song. But if they draw, you will sing two lines of my football club song. Your football club got song, me? Yeah, lah, Chelsea, lah. Got song, me? Hey, got song, lah, bitch. <laughs> this kind of guy, oh, yeah, I tell you. Didn't know they have a song, eh? Okay, so we're on. We 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 do some we friendly. We are the <laughs> okay, anyway, that's because you see he's very hungry, I think. Uh, that's why he's just randomly singing all these songs. But yeah, uh, we, speaking of predictions, now he has said now uh, France and Netherlands, uh, he thinks France is going to win and I think they're going to draw. Yeah. And if they lose, then nothing happens to us. Like. Okay, yeah, so that's speaking that's of uh, correct predictions itself. Yes, what about correct prediction you were saying? Well, um, last week we actually gave you some predictions, right? And I think. Oh, we did, lah. It's not too bad. We did, we did okay, quite well, right? Uh, it's quite good. Really, out, out, out of uh, eight yeah, matches, yeah, yeah. we actually got one match yeah. absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, some other matches, in terms of scores, we didn't get yeah, a yeah, spot yeah, yeah. on. But I think uh, in terms of who won, you know, with even the draws, I think we were not too bad, right? Yeah. Uh, the, in the FA Cup, we actually underestimated the team. Like, I predicted you know, Brighton to win 4-0, but they won mm-hmm. 5-0. Mm-hmm. You predicted City yeah. to win 4-0, yeah, yeah, they yeah, won yeah, 6-0 yeah. and everything. Yeah, but so, yeah, but we, I think we predict, currently yeah. predicted High scoring game and, uh, and all these Are just for entertainment purposes yes. Again you know We're just letting you all know We're not encouraging Any form of gambling lah It's just not just A friendly wager Okay <laughs> The only thing we had was He's gonna sing Chelsea football song And I'm gonna sing Hopefully not You'll never walk alone That kind of thing And by now In this in this episode They would have already known Our club's allegiance anyway So you know Well anyway Yeah so that's our predictions For the upcoming matches This week There's a Euro 2024 Qualifiers Match day one Exactly And don't forget You can always go on That uh, little Spotify little um, play thingy just roll a little bit behind to hear the prediction or you can always go to YouTube to check out that, that little prediction that's beside our faces as well so don't forget to just pause right there yeah pause right there that's right okay so coming up next in the next segment we will be focusing on some interesting happenings that's uh, taking place in the world ah, of football yeah, with a segment right. titled what's what with who's who so we'll, we'll look out for you see you And uh, welcome back to again of another segment of 442 Dudes. So I'm supposed Anyway, this is the segment we call What's What and Who's Who? No better, no better, no better. No better, chemistry there. Okay, 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 okay. We got it there, we got it there. Okay, so um, so this for this segment, as again uh, we mentioned earlier, this is to talk about interesting things that's been happening yeah. over the last week with regards to the football world. So yeah. Ben, what do you have with us for uh, us today? Actually? Again, you know, I think I'm a strong advocate that football mm. it, it, it transcends beyond just the field. Mm. Uh, last podcast we talked about uh, the whole uh, unity that that football brought. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, this this one for this podcast, I want to talk about something that it doesn't matter which club you support 
Mm. There is unity there as well, and mm. and this is something that not a lot of people talk about. Earlier on, we talk about the derby, the rivalries, and all that. But this one, I want to point out very, very uh, uh, as, as sharp as I can: the Ashton Villa versus Bournemouth. Yeah, that particular match. Okay, that particular match. Yeah. David, why you laugh again, lah? Pronounce correct or not? See, even my iPad cannot tahan. Anyway, so David Brooks, David Brooks, uh, he featured for for them, and uh, I I thought that was quite good, lah. You know, um, when he came on the pitch, uh, the fans from both sides were just applauding him. And uh, what's so special about this boy? You know, this boy after what? According to this uh, news that I can see here, mm. after five hundred and thirty six days away from the sport he loved. David Brooks finally made his comeback, and phew, I mean, of all the stories through the years, you know, it's about um, whether it's like Christian Eriksen about the heart issue and all that, uh, and and also fans when they had the heart problem also, I think in one of the matches. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, a few matches. Yeah, in fact. so so mm. all these, you know, when when we hear about how football unites everyone, mm. it's a very heartwarming lah. It's very, very it's very very heartening, and uh, it's funny you mentioned Eriksen because um, just this week, no, there's another. Big news that took place. Uh, that's very close to the heart. No, oh. no, no pun intended. Okay. Uh, Lucas actually <laughs> announced his retirement. Uh, Lucas or Liverpool fame. Uh, he went on to play for Lazio right. as well. Uh, he announced his retirement earlier this week at the age of uh, 37, uh, 36 rather. Uh, and it was not because he didn't want to play or he was tired, but rather he was forced to retire because of a heart condition. Uh, it, uh, yeah. And it's very, it's very, very sad to do hear this kind of news because I believe no player wants to retire in this manner. But interestingly, Lucas is not the first player to be forced to retire because of a heart condition. So yeah. most of you will, uh, will remember Aguero also was yeah. forced to retire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, not just him, but uh, Iker Casillas as well was yeah. uh, forced to retire mm-hmm. to a heart condition. And mm-hmm. uh, and growing up, I, I also remember watching the football game between Bolton and Tottenham where Fabrice Mwamba just collapsed in a few uh, he he's thankfully he's still alive today, uh, but he was also forced to retire because of heart condition, wow. as well as uh, Lilian Turam. Uh, for those of you that might not know, Turam was also forced to retire because of a heart condition. Uh, but I just want to say over here there was an, actually an article that mentioned uh, to to actually quell the rumors, you know, about how COVID actually is is you know uh, has a has a part to play. Um, the, this article does mm. by a doctor actually said that. Players having this con- condition, right, has nothing to do with COVID, Mm-mm. but it's actually due to the increasing number of uh, matches Mm-mm. that the players are playing, and also the the, the high intensity they are playing the matches at, mm. right. So, so that's what's causing all these issues. Mm-mm. All right. So, yeah. So that that concludes our segment of what's what, who's who, where we were really really heartened uh, yeah. to to hear of um, the the unity within football. And also, uh, you know, I'm just glad that the, the players were forced to retire because of heart conditions. They can still carry on life as, as oh, yeah. it is and, you know, enjoy you know, their like life. Iron Robin, uh, yeah. Eric Abidal, I believe, as well. So, you know, all these mm. people. Yeah. Yep, that's right. So that's uh, what, what, who's who? So stay tuned for Onions of the Week. And this week's Onions, I think, is going to be very, very contentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and mm. if you were listening mm. to our previous segment, we also trouble a little hint about what Yep. Is. So we'll see you for the Onion part. See you soon. Yeah. Just gonna find the onion now, lah. But yeah, onion part. Huh? What did you say? Ah! And welcome back to. <sighs> Can make me cry, yeah? Onions of the week. This is the part where we share the onions and also equally known as the unpopular opinions of the week. Mm-hmm. So, John, what is it? That so I don't know. It's so we want to say, but. <sighs> 
I'll, I'll just say it lah, since you cannot say, because yeah. I'm not afraid to cry lah. Yeah. I want to touch on players' attitudes for this week's onions. Okay. Right. And um, there. I mean, okay. This is my opinion. Yes. You probably 99% gonna agree with me. I think players Ooh. these days are very very soft. And very very entitled. Okay. Why do I mean? They are going down at a very very slightest stage. I touch you only, you fall down. Yeah. And right. They cry. And they cry, yeah, cry, and, and cry, and make noise. You complain Mm-mm. to the ref and yeah, everything. Yeah. Expect them to give them a foul, so on and so forth. Mm-mm. Um, the, 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 some players come to mind straight away, yeah, uh, like Neymar, right? <laughs> Not Neymar. Uh, uh, Zaha also does that. Okay. And also Bruno, but someone's going to kill me for saying that. But Bruno Fernandez. Uh, uh, okay. Right. You agree me, right? Bruno. Right, Bruno, Bruno, right? Uh, right, uh, it comes to mind. So, so anyway. these are the players that come to my show, right? They're yeah. going out at slightest charge. Sometimes they just want, you know, they keep crying out for a foul. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think the referee should be doing this, Mm-mm. right? They should stamp out all these behaviors. Okay. And they should give them a mandatory yellow card every time they do that. Similar to how players are given a, a yellow card straight away for taking off their shirt during celebrations. Mm-mm-mm. I think referees should also get a yellow card for doing, for all right, these falls dive and yeah, like the, Olympic dives. The Karens of the football world, right? Now, Neymar, Zaha and Bruno. Uh, so yeah, so so I think this is one of the, the, the things that I want I've, I have a gripe with, you know, the players' attitudes. And uh, in, in, in in another instance, right? <coughs> I also want to, to say that players' attitudes come into play because uh, I think they give up too easily. Similar, similar in the sense that they expect the ref to give a foul, Mm-mm-mm. but instead of falling down at the slightest touch, you know, but they just stop playing completely. Okay. And what do I mean by that? Uh, I just give you two examples that took place this week. Yes. Uh, one was in the English Premier League. Okay. All right. Uh, between Leeds and Wolves. Okay. All right. Uh, I think Wolves were losing two, three at the time. Uh, it was around the last minute. You know, uh, Adama Traore had the ball, and then some player kind of pulled the shirt. You know, just a tongue of the shirt itself. Yeah. And then he just gave up. He just started, you know, swearing and right. everything. But Leeds, you know, the, the referee uh, signal play on. Mm-hmm. Leeds went on and he scored the, the fourth goal of the mm-hmm. game. And, you know, the Wolves was pretty much angry. I think uh, Matthias Nunez got sent off for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is what I mean. Like, you, you, this, you know, referees or not just referees, but coaches even from grassroots level, from the academy's level, they always tell players this, play to the whistle. Mm. If the grassroots level, if amateur Sunday leagues are doing that, why can't professionals do yeah. that? Right? Play okay. to the whistle. Why do you need to just, you know, stop there, stop playing all completely? And then, you know, true enough, the, the opponent's going to score. I, I mean, you were saying that. So could it be because um the, the, the whatever, you know, the amateur leagues or whatever, could it be that, oh, they feel that, oh, yeah, okay, the referee has an authority. Uh, but when you come to the higher leagues, the top tier leagues, like EPL, for instance, uh, do they feel like, oh, never mind, I'm a superstar of my right. Yeah, Therefore, so maybe the referee. So, so, yeah, that's where we're going. So they're, they're feeling entitled, okay. right? Yeah, so yeah, again, yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. a problem, okay. la, you know what I mean? So that, that's why I feel, you know, it's, it's, it's wrong. It's not just that. So that's that's Triore, right? The mm. second example is Tyler Morton. Okay. Tyler Morton is on loan to to Blackburn from Liverpool itself. So he played in the, the FA Cup quarter final against okay. uh, Sheffield United. Yeah. And uh, same thing happened. Uh, he was trying to shoot a ball from one of the, the Sheffield United players. Mm-hmm. Accidentally brushed his face, and then yeah. he just ah fell yeah. on the floor, yeah. lying out there throughout. Yeah. Sheffield United went on to score, and Sheffield United uh, went through. So, in these two instances, it's very crucial. Why? Because in the Wolves-Leeds game, Mm-mm. as I mentioned last week, goal difference will likely be playing a very, very crucial role in the relegation battle. Yeah. So, every goal counts. Yeah. Right? Leeds went on to score. Now, for their game itself, their goal difference had a plus two. Mm-mm. If Triore didn't, you know, cry foul, foul, they might have gone on to get an, got an equalizer Mm-mm. or at the very least not concede a second goal. Right. 
right? And in the case of Blackburn's uh, game, obviously, if they, they continue, they might have gone into extra time. Yeah. And they, they could have gone on to win the game. They might be going to Wembley for mm. the semi-finals in the FA Cup. So, in these two instances, I feel that players' attitudes actually kind of change the game a little bit that for that game itself, yeah. for the match itself. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, as I, I've compared earlier, you know, the mm. amateur leagues to the professional leagues, uh, at the end of the day, uh, like what you said, you know, are they self-entitled? Uh, do they feel that their status as a as a known player, as a celebrity player, mm. uh, as a star player, uh, does that change the way uh, they see the referees? Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, is that the attitude that they give? Mm. Uh, uh, but then we have people, and I've said it last week, I'll say it this week again, I have to say his name, Erling Haaland. We've got people like Erling Haaland who is scoring many goals. Mm-hmm. But apparently, according to a lot of articles, a very polite man. Very polite man. When someone falls down, he tries to help them uh, you know, be up, opponent or not opponent. Uh, he thanks the referee, whether they lose or, or not, whether City loses or not, but they don't really when he's on the team. But yeah, so, so you know, I mean, he's a star player. I mean, he's a young star player, but he's not doing what we think people like, what you said, Neymar, Bruno Fernandes are doing. So uh, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's the player's attitude. Which then brings me, because we're talking about Manchester now. So I talked about Man City, but let's go on to the red side of Manchester, mm-hmm. which is the match of the FA Cup as well. Yep. And you talk about attitudes. Now, let's yes. zoom in in the attitude of what happened between Manchester United versus Fulham. Now, what are your thoughts? Because you were the one that's saying about the attitudes. Uh, you were the one that's saying that they shouldn't cry foul. But in this case, it wasn't just crying foul. It was a lot of things built up in tension that didn't just get one player sent off. It got two players sent off. And I believe uh, manager as well. Uh, yes, yeah, that's so, right. So that's three. Yeah, I mean, this 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 topic, I think, is yeah. so contentious. I mean, this is probably the topic of the week, if you yeah. ask me and everything. And do I agree with all the sending offs? The short answer, Yes. Brilliant professional foul. Yeah. Off. He accepted it. Yeah, he accepted it. Cool. I think this is where the problem lies. It's not just the players, but sometimes managers also play a role. Mm. So Marco Silva was sent off by Chris Kavanagh while he was viewing the footage on the VAR screen. And he was sent off for allegedly, Mm-mm. and I say again, he was sent off for allegedly hurling abuse at right. the ref. And I, I actually went to see the, the footage itself. Yeah, the video. He actually yeah. walked over started pointing and I think probably yeah, la, he should mm. probably sweat la, yeah, and everything yeah, and yeah, Chris Kavanagh yeah. just straight away gave him a red card which I really applaud because I think this is something that referees should also yeah. make a stand for themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, a lot has been said about arrest but I think in this instance I want to give the referees credit, credit for, for, mm. for doing that and in the case of Mitrovic well 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 what can you say I, I don't I don't agree with what he has done I think none uh, of us condones his, yeah. his behaviour yeah, right? Yeah. you I, don't I touch will, a referee I will agree of the emotions I think it's fine to be angry but I don't think you, you, you have to take it out on the official he's done his part exactly uh, and your teammate did that, that foul Correct. you know accept it Correct. But it's okay to be angry, I think. That's just me. I think it's okay to be angry, but it's not It's not okay for you to put it on the referee. That is true. But so it's, it's not just about him pushing the referee, but it's after even even after getting the red card, he still yeah. went on berating oh, Chris yeah. Governor and yeah. right in his face. Probably all the saliva was oh, in his yeah. face, really. You also never know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I just think it's something that is, is, is this yeah. behavior 
should not be condoned. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are millions of children watching this. Yeah. They will follow all these professional oh, players. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Y- you are meant to set a good example. If you are if you're gonna condone that kind of action, then I feel you are sending a wrong message yes. to the whole world. It's not just the football world, but the whole world itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what you're doing here is that you are going against authority because the referee is meant to be a, a figure of authority, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? So you don't go against that because he is the referee. He says it all, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. He controls the game. He, 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 he gives the, 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 the fouls and everything. So you don't do that. And up to that point, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Fulham was in control. Yeah. And the moment they got sent off, Fulham basically just collapsed and United mm. went on to win 3-1. Yeah. United scored all three goals after the sending offs. Yep. So if they managed to keep their cool, they might have just gone to the semi-finals. They might have. In fact, yeah. they were doing quite well. Exactly. They were doing quite well. <coughs> so uh, really, you know, for those of you who've been following that match, you can also let us know what you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you agree? Do you not agree? Let us know. We want to hear. You may have your views and we respect that. That's right. That's right, guys. So that ends our episode for this week and the uh, last segment as well called Onions of the Week. So uh, I know that we've been talking a lot of different uh, topics today. So if any comments, any feedback that you may have, feel free to write it in the yeah. comment section, write it on our YouTube channel, write yep. it on our Facebook channel, our Instagram yep. channels. Uh, just, we just really, really want to hear from you guys because uh, we just want to keep this uh, engagement going as well. Yeah. Right, Ben? We, we do, we do. And ultimately, you know, th- this, this is a platform for us. Uh, just two Singaporean dudes all the way from the little, little red dot in Singapore. So for those of you who don't know where Singapore is, it's very hard for you to find. Like, we're just a little red dot on the, on the globe. So we're just two Singaporean dudes who, who love the football game. And yeah, we just want to share our love for the football game and our passion as well. And we want to hear your passion. Alright, so see you guys next week for episode 3 of 442 See you. Bye-bye. Did you know that um, there was a guy who got who urinated and got yellow card? Ah, red you, card. You, 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 Just want to say, now I feel like former Juventus player got um, <laughs> red card. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of 442 And we are about to say that word, I know See, see his mouth <laughs> We see his mouth But let's do it right now Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dudes What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you must give me warning, love, fuck <laughs> okay.